Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing shiurim in the Sefer Lakutim Moran. Continuing in Torah number 12, we're picking it up with Os Hey, number 5. If you have not yet learned the previous classes in this particular Torah number 12, please go check them out. The next step in our learning includes a wondrous story, as is customary with many of the Torahs, especially in the beginning of Lakute Moran, where Rabbi Nachman brings a story from Rabbi Barbarchana. This is from Bava Basra, the Gemara in Bava Basra, a magical story from, from Rabbi Barbarchana, and coming to help us understand how this story illustrates the points that we've learned thus far. And the Gemara begins. This is what Rabba Barbarchana said. I have seen the one that they call Herman, who's the son of Lilith. We'll explain who Lilith is in just a moment. That he was running on the these edges of the wall in the city called Mechoza, the Rahit Parasha, Kirachiv Chevsa Mitatoi, Vola Yachile. And someone was on a horse. They were like riding an animal, and he was not able to catch up to him, meaning this son of Lilith was running very, very fast. Zimnachada, once upon a time, one time. Misargan le tarte kudunayayse vakaiman atregishre duronag. They saddled up for him two mules and they stood on the two bridges of the river. There's a river called Rognag. Vishavar mehailahai umehailahai. And he would leap from this one to that one and from that one to this one, back and forth, back and forth. And he was holding two cups of wine in his hands and was pouring from this cup to that one and from that cup to this one and not one drop fell to the ground. The Gemara quotes a Pasuk from Tehillim saying they went up and they went down, down to the depths, meaning there was a lot of um, bad weather. There was a storm going on that day. And he continued in this manner, jumping back and forth, pouring the wine, not spilling a drop, until the king actually heard what was happening. And after he heard, he was put to death. End of our story. However, there are a number of rash bombs that the Lakutemaran brings, and I want to go through a few of them. First of all, Hormuz. What does that mean? Hormuz was the name of the son of Lilith. This means the Gemara says, Shadehu. This is a demon. So it's not just any regular person, but we're talking about some supernatural being that's here potentially to do harm. The Rashbam points out that when it says this demon was jumping back and forth between the walls, this represents the Rachmanis, the mercy of the Almighty. Because there are demons trying to harm us in different ways, and they're jumping back and forth, not falling. Meaning, God's protecting us from anything falling on us, if you will. These two bridges that were on the Donag, Donag is the name of the river, and these bridges were very distant from each other, but the demon was able to leap from one mule to the other, even though there was a massive difference between the two. Next, the Rashbam speaks about the wine, the two cups that were filled with wine, and he poured them back and forth. 
both of them at once, one into the other while leaping, yet not even a single drop spilled. So despite the fact that on that day it was stormy and rainy, this demon was able to defy nature and perform magic tricks of sorts. The Rashbam says when the Gemara tells us that the, the government, the king, heard about the demon jumping back and forth, says the Rashbam, this is not referring to a king of flesh and blood, but rather to the king of the demons, because it's not like the demons to reveal themselves to humans. So therefore, the demon king had this little demon executed because he went against the regular way of the demons. Alternatively, the Rashbam says perhaps this demon that was jumping back and forth was not just a regular demon who was killed by the king, but was in fact a half-demon, half-human being. That in fact a demon, woman-seeming demon, uh, seduced a male, a human male, and they had this baby. That union, according to the Rashbam in the second understanding, resulted in this more powerful type of human who was able to perform tricks, and as soon as the king of flesh and blood this time, says the Rashbam, as soon as the flesh and blood king heard that there's this more powerful demon human being that might try to come and take over the kingship, then he had to have him killed to make sure that the king could maintain his reign. Alright, now that we learned that story and the associated Rashbam with it, what Rabbi Nachman is going to do is dissect the particular story, taking a microscope into each section of that particular story of Rabbi Baruchana and helping us understand what does it mean on a deeper level, what really is going on here, and how are those deeper understandings connected to that which we've learned thus far. Ladidi Chazili Hurmiz, that I myself saw this Hurmiz or Hurmin, depending. The Rashbam talks about the different Girsa. Do we say Hurmin or Hurmiz? That's not for now. But Perish Rabbeinu Shmuel, the Rashbam says, Shadehu. This is talking about a demon, like we saw. Barlilisa, this is the son of Lilith. What does this mean? Zetamid Chacham. We're talking about a Talmud Chacham. However, Shade Yehudain. This is one of those Jewish demon scholars that we spoke about. Vezeh bar Lilisa. This is the son of Lilith. Kamuva b'medrash, as it says in the Midrash, Eich yada Moshe ben Yaim l'layla k'shahaya barakia. How did Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was up on Har Sinai, how did he differentiate between day and night? Umuva, the Midrash explains, Kishalamadi Maitar Shibalpeh, that when he was learning, Moshe was learning Torah Shibalpeh with God himself, Yadashahu Laila, he knew that then it was nighttime. Vazebar Lalisa, and this is why we're using this term, and the Gemara uses this term, son of Lilith, Sheikr Halamdan Mitar Shibalpeh, because the main learning, how do you know if someone's a tremendous scholar, including when someone refers to a person as a Talmud Chacham today, they're typically referring to their scholarship and level of Limud HaTorah, of learning of the Torah Shebaal Peh, the Talmud. Of course, there are scholars who are tremendous in the area of Tanakh, the Bible. There, of course, are, are scholars that are tremendous in the area of history and the area of a Halacha and practical Psak Din. At the same time, very rarely will you find someone referred to as a Talmud Chacham who is not holding in a serious way in the Torah Shebaal Peh, in the Talmud. Additionally, Rabbi Nachman seems to be saying, and that which I believe to be true today as well as colloquially speaking, when someone says, oh yeah, let's go learn, most of the time, that's referring to, to Gemara. 
If someone says, I have an evening Seder, I go to night Seder to learn Torah, it's very likely that the subject matter is directly from the Talmud. So Lekutei Moran says, the Iker Lamdan, the main learner, the main scholar, is from the Torah Shebaal Peh. The Torah Shebaal Peh was learned by Moshe Rabbeinu at night. That's how Moshe knew when he was up on Har Sinai, when it was day, when it was night. At night, he was learning the Torah Shebaal Peh, which is Laila. Night is Laila. There's that Lamed Lamed, which is a Remez, says Rabbi Nachman, to Lilith. What's going on? We have Lilith, we have Laila, we have the Torah Shebaal Peh. Vahava Rahit Akufa Deshura. What does that mean? That he was running on top of the wall. Zet Sadek Ador. This wall, says Rabbi Nachman, is the ultimate righteous leader of each generation. Shit Talmud Chacham, that this. Talmud Chacham, the scholar, Shade Yehudayin, this Jewish demon scholar, Roidev es Atzadekador, runs after, he goes after him with, with vicious and vitriol, that he, the righteous individual, the Tzadik, is referred to as a wall. He doesn't need protection, he is the protector. Like our rabbis teach us in the beginning of Bava Basra, Dav Zayin Amad Beis, Talmud Chacham, Ein Sarech Lintirusa, the Gemara of Basra tells us that a Talmud Chacham, a serious Torah scholar, does not need protection. So there's two inferences coming out. One, that the scholar himself does not need protection because of the schusim, the merits that he has through his learning and his teaching. Additionally, is those merits come to help protect the entirety of the city, serving as a wall. This is just the beginning of our learning Diving ever deeper with Rabbi Nachman's direction into this happening of Rabbi Babarchana, looking forward to next time continuing the happening, understanding what is beneath the surface, how it connects to our Torah, and until then, wishing everyone a beautiful day.